So a few weeks ago, I was driving into town. I live in Fruta, and I was on 6 and 50, and I was driving in the left lane, and they were going slower than I wanted to be going. So I moved over to the right lane, which was going a little bit more my speed, and um, I had plenty of room to move over. I saw a car. It was way behind me, um, but apparently this lady did not agree with the timing of when I moved to um, the right lane. And this woman comes flying up on my tail, and she is shaking this fist at me, um, minus one finger, if you catch my drift. And um, she, I can see she's like yelling at me. I can see in my rear view, and I'm like, oh man, this, this lady is mad, and I have no idea why. I did not cut her off, and I would admit because I have done it, I'll be honest. But I did not cut, there was plenty of room behind me. And so she comes flying up, just giving me this fist, minus the one finger, yelling. And I'm like, oh man. So I'm just like, I didn't do anything wrong. It's cool, I'm, so I'm driving. And, and so then these two cars disappear. I'm not sure where they went, because they were slower. And then all of a sudden they weren't there. So, so this, I see this lady come up beside me. And the whole time she's just screaming. And I'm just smiling. And I have eyes wide, and I'm like, I did nothing wrong. Why is she screaming at me? And I did, so I, I make eye contact, because if I've done something wrong, I won't make eye contact with the person. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what, my bad, I did cut you off. But this time, I was like, I did nothing wrong. So I'm making eye contact, smiling, like, are you okay? And so I had this, like, look on my face, like, what's the matter with you? And she, the whole time, is just screaming, giving me this fist, minus the one finger. And she's like, what the... And I can't, I wouldn't use that language inside or outside of church, what she was screaming at me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I did nothing wrong. I don't know why she's like screaming at me. So I'm, I'm just like smiling. And, and so then she proceeds to try and cut me off again. I'm like, oh, she's really mad. Something really bad happened in her life. So she cuts me off. She goes to slam on her brakes. I'm not kidding. Three separate times, like slamming. I, I was not going slow, so I don't know like what, I was going maybe a couple over the speed limit. So I'm like, what, like what is going on? She's slamming on her brakes the whole time. I can see her just like furious, like veins popping out of her neck, out of her head, giving me this fist minus the one finger, and just losing her ever loving mind on me. And the whole time I'm just like, I would love to just smother her with kindness. Just like literally a little smother. And I was just like, in my heart, I'm just like, oh man, Jesus loves you, sweetie. Like I wanted to like, you know, I was the safe driver, so I wasn't giving both hands. So I just like smile and wave and I'm like, I don't know what was wrong with this lady. She was not really showing any love that day. I don't know if you guys can relate with like not feeling the love. So what this video is saying, right, is love God and love people. Simple, easy, right? Let's just go home. That's the message. Just Love God, love people. Um, except for me, um, that one part about loving people, um, that, that doesn't quite seem so easy sometimes. But I love this verse in 1 John 4, 11 through 12 that says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And, and so like, okay, okay, okay. Like, of course we love people. Like, we love our parents. Like, they, you know, provide a house and a home and food for us most of the time, you know? And, and like, we love our siblings, even though we sometimes we want to shake them a little. And, and, like, but come on. Like, we love our grandparents. Grandparents are the best, right? They, like, spoil us. They're great. And, like, we love our friends. Like, our friends are awesome. They hang out with us. And so, like, we, yeah, it's, of course we love people that love us 
back, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's easy to say, like, of course I love the, the people that love me back, but, but what this video is saying and what Jesus is saying in his word is like, but what about the annoying and the difficult and the stubborn and the hard to get along with and the, the know-it-all people and the, and the ones that we don't click with? What, what about, what is he saying about those people? We actually have to like love them too? Yeah. Luke 6, 32, 35, and 36 says, if you only love those who love you, why should you get any credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. Love your enemies. What? This is so backwards. This is so different than what the world has ever seen before. Do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as children of the most high for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your heavenly father is compassionate. Wait a second, God is, Jesus is is kind to, to the wicked and to the unthankful and he's compassionate to, to everyone, and, and he's saying we should too? Absolutely, that's what he's saying. Absolutely, he's saying don't, don't be like all the other sinners in the world and just conform to what they're doing, but, but we're, we're not supposed to copy the customs and the behaviors of the world. And, and that can be kind of hard to love the unlovable, but what God is actually saying is that when we love others, we're loving him. Matthew 25, 35 through 40 says, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. He's saying, yeah, we, we feed those that are hungry. We give a drink to those that are thirsty. We invite those in that are outcasts that, that don't have a place. We invite them in. And when we invite them, we actually make them feel welcome. We don't just invite them and be like, oh, okay, well, I invited them, but now they're, we actually make them feel welcome. So what does that look like? How, how do we do this? How, how, who, who is this really all about? Because love is a choice, right? Just like that video said, love is an action. It's something that we do. And we look at like how God, how did he love us? He sent his one and only son. And then Jesus chose to give his life as a sacrifice for our sin, for our wrong choices. He sacrificed everything. When he walked on earth, he spent this perfect life. And then he died this horrible death for us. And so Jesus lives this example of what it looks like to love God and love people. And like Jesus lived this life by loving God's people. And he showed us this incredible example that Jesus didn't just love his mom and his friends, right? He loved the sick and the broken and the children, and the prostitutes, and the liars, and the cheaters, and, and, and the corrupt people, and the blind, and the mute, and the, and the lepers, the people that were physically sick. Jesus loved all of them, and, and he showed this love by how he gave, right? He gave to them. He gave his time. He gave his attention. He gave his affection to those around him. He was always present and available to whoever was there. He, he, made, he made time for people, 
And, and as I've been so reminded of this word and as the Lord's just kind of been stirring it in my heart of what it really means to, to love God and love people, like that's it, that's, that's the plan. As this has been like stirring in me, I, I was reminded of my dad and, and kind of the way that he raised me and, and how I grew up. So many of you know, I grew up a, a pastor's kid and so we moved around a lot and I was reminded of this time. Um, I was in the middle of fifth grade and they moved us to a new place in Oklahoma. And so we're at this new church again, and we were meeting all these people. I was a little bit overwhelmed by meeting all these people, but there was this one family in particular, uh, the Anderson family. And um, I will never, probably ever forget this family, okay? And um, again, I was in fifth grade, so just work with my fifth grade brain here. Um, there were some delays in this family. There were some deformities. Um, the two adult children weren't able to live independently on their own, so they were still living in the home with the parents. And so, um, you know, now looking back, this family was all four of them pretty much were special needs. And so my 11-year-old brain didn't quite know how to process someone being so incredibly different than me. Um, but I knew I was a little bit uncomfortable and I didn't quite know. I knew something was a little bit off. And so, I was just a little bit uncomfortable. So, so we're meeting this family, and um, it was my mom and dad and me and my brother and sister, and, and the four of them come up to us, and they're like, we would love to have you guys over for dinner. That would just be so cool if you guys would come to our house for dinner. And in my head, I'm like, dear Lord Jesus in heaven, I know you are there. I know you can hear me. Please do not make me go to these people's house for dinner. Like, that just sounds like probably the worst thing ever. And, and so I'm like, dad, dad make eye contact, please, like, please, no, please. surely he will say no, like, we're new, we're still moving in, we're still trying to, like, settle, like, we're busy, like, surely he, and without, um, you know, hesitation, he's like, you bet, of course, we'll come over, and I'm like, okay, and, then I, and I look over at my mom, I'll never forget, I saw, and through that smile, that she was smiling, that she was, I was not the only one that did not want to go to these people's houses for dinner, okay, I was not the only one in this moment that was, a little bit hesitant. Um, so we go, and um, they were literally our neighbors. They lived like a block down the street. And so we're walking to their house, and, and we always got these kind of talks as a family, like, be on your best behavior, use your manners, like, be kind, you know, all, you, don't be crazy, you know, all, all the things that you tell your kids, like, best behavior. Yeah, okay. As I'm like rolling my eyes, I'm like, I don't want to go. So um, we go and, and we walk up to this um, tiny, tiny little white shack of a house and it's broken down and it's dirty from the outside. And we walk in the front door and it is very messy and very dirty to say the least. Um, it had a smell. It could be from the bird cages in their houses that didn't look like maybe they'd ever been cleaned out. Um, and they used newspapers for coffee tables to, to put their stuff on. And their couches were like sunk in. And um, I wasn't sure if I would get dirty if I sat on it. So I was like, I, I think I'll just stand. Um, this is not a joke. In their kitchen, they had a sign that said Roadkill Cafe. Not, I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. This is a real story. Um, and so I'm like, okay. So I, I remember just <laughs> smiling and trying to be polite. And um, I remember the, the mom grabbed a bowl from the cabinet and she goes, and like dust came out of this bowl and she didn't wash it, but then proceeded to put like the potatoes or whatever she was serving in, in the bowl. And then I look over and she's taking her shirt and she's wiping out the glasses that we're about to drink water in. Um, not using soap, which she's just wiping these glasses out. Like, 
just up, up fast tonight. I think I'm good. I think I should just not eat tonight. Um, and that night we had squirrel and turkey. And I'm not sure where these squirrel or turkey came from, to be quite honest. This, you guys, I am not lying. I'm not sure where it came from, but this is, this is what we had for dinner. Here's what I remember about these people. I, have, I had been to so many people's houses for dinner because as pastors, a lot of people invite us to their homes and we share meal with people. I've never seen someone so happy that we had come to their home. These people like were grinning from ear to ear the entire time we were at their house, just like so happy that we were there. And I just remember being like, they actually are really, really nice. And I can tell they don't have a lot, but but they're joyfully giving with all generosity that they had to, to like share this meal with us. And we didn't stay long. Um, and, and what we learned later being at that church is this family had been a part of this church for years and years before we ever got there. And we learned that we were the very first family. My dad was the very first pastor that had ever spent time with him, that had ever gone to their house, that had ever shared a meal with him. And it absolutely made their entire year that we would come and we would spin. And so I called my dad last week because I remembered the story and I just wanted to confirm some of the details. And I was like, dad, like, why, why did you say yes? And he was like, they were, they were my people. Like, of course I would have dinner with him. Like they, I was a pastor of this church and I was called to take care of and love on these people in this season. And, and so that's what I'm going to do. Like, it was just like a no brainer for him. Like, of course I would spend time with people that are different than me. And he said, Sarah, they, they talked about that for the next three years that I was a pastor there. They'd be like, pastor, remember that time you came to our house for dinner? That was so fun. That, that was just, that was great. That was awesome. Thanks, thanks again for coming. Like it just absolutely made these people's like entire life. And, and the fact that no one else had ever, had ever gone and spent time with them. And I feel like I was just so reminded of, of that's what Jesus means. That's what Jesus means when he says, love God and love people. That's what, he, that's what he means when he says, like, love the unlovable, love the ones that are different than you, the, the difficult ones, the hard ones. And I just imagine, like, what if I had let my comfort rule in that moment? And I was like, mom, I'm tapping out. I'm, I'm skipping this. <clears throat> nope. Uh, I'm going to not. Or, or I let my, like, the, the differences, like, rule over me. And I was like... Like, what if I was disrespectful or rude to these people that were so happy that I was in their home? Or what if my fear, like, got in the way and I, and I let that overtake the, the way we were treating God's people? God created these people. What if I had let my own yuck get in the way uh, of how I could help these people feel good about themselves? I'm so glad that that day my dad taught me what it really looks like when Paul's talking in Romans 12, 9 and 10. He says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring one another. 1 Corinthians 13, right? When we are patient and kind, when we choose not to be jealous or boastful or proud or rude, when we don't demand our own way, when we choose not to be rude or irritable or keep record of being wrong, that one's hard. When we don't rejoice about the injustice, but we rejoice whenever truth wins out, we are becoming love. We are becoming image bearers of Christ, our creator. We're starting to look a little bit more like him. When, when we don't give up, when we don't lose faith, when we're hopeful, when we endure through every circumstance, we are showing the world what it needs and what it needs most is Jesus. 
And when we can live from that place of being kind and being patient and not being rude or proud, we're living from a place of showing the world what it needs most, and that is Jesus. And so tonight, what I hear, I'm hearing him say to each and every one of us is that in all that we do and all that we are, Jesus commands us to love him and love his people because he loved us first, because he loved us most, because he loves us best. This means the person right in front of you, your neighbor, anyone you come in contact with, right? The Bible says, love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Anyone, anyone that you're in contact with, that is your neighbor. It means loving your teacher when she gives you homework on Friday night. And you're like, man, it's a weekend. Or, or it's loving your parents even though they give you a curfew. Or it's loving that kid in your class that literally knows the answer to every question. You're like, I understand you could teach this class. Like, please be quiet right? It's it's loving that kid, right? It's loving the kid that doesn't fit in. It's loving the one that's a little bit different. It's the one that doesn't have friends. It's like we take time to like have a meal with them or or maybe we buy that kid lunch that, that you know doesn't have money for food that day. It's being nice to someone who's mean to you. It's talking nice about someone and to someone. It's opening a door and smiling and saying, here, I got this, right? Smiling feels good right? It feels good to smile. And I think it makes other people feel good. So, so what if we just smiled a little bit more? Like, I feel like that is showing love when we just, right? feels good. It feels good. You should try it, right? It means loving those people that have different views, different beliefs, different ideas about what is right and wrong. It doesn't mean we agree with them. It doesn't mean we lower our standard. It doesn't mean we compromise, but it means we love and honor them as a person, Agreeing with Jesus isn't enough. Agreeing with Jesus is actually kind of cheap, in my opinion. Love is an action. Love does. Love is a choice. To everyone, all the time, every day. And I think when we need to be reminded of what love is and what that looks like and who that is, we look to Jesus. He is the perfect example of what love is. He lived this perfect life in how we love and how we treat other. The, the whole New Testament is full about love. The, the first four books of the New Testament, is, it's just Jesus' life and how he treated people and how he loved people. It will change you. Go, go read it. It will literally change your life when, when you take a look at Jesus and the person that he was and how he lived and how he didn't just love the people in his inner circle. He loved and took time for everyone. He was available and he was present to those around him. John 15, 17 says, this is my command, love each other. 1 Corinthians 16, 14, and do everything with love. Love God, love people. That's it. That's the plan. That's what he's asking of each and every one of us. So when we need to be reminded of what that looks like, we look at Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for the rain and the thunder. It's so awesome. And Lord, I pray that each and every one of us would really understand this truth, God, that you are, you're asking this of your kids and that we could actually change the world if we really learn to love you by loving your people that things around us would really begin to change if we could respond in love when, when hate is coming at us, when frustration is coming at us, when, when we're the brunt of someone's anger, if we could respond in love, how much differently we would live, how much differently we would show people. Lord, I pray that we would be obedient to your commands and not to our comfort. 
Lord, Lord, where we feel comfortable and like this is our safe place, I pray that we would be instead obedient to loving God and loving people. Lord, I pray that you would show us ways to do this, God. Give us um, creativity. Open those doors to us, God, and help us to be open, to be obedient to what you have asked of us, Lord. You, you will help us. I truly believe that. I pray that you bless each and every one of these students. Help them to have an amazing week. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.